Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1598. The topic is Q&A and the title is, How Do I Know If I'm Overtraining? So, uh, one of my clients who's a CrossFit coach, they saw a recent incident that happened to Mark Bell. If you don't know who Mark Bell is, he is a was a former powerlifter, actually set some world records, then got into bodybuilding, is very famous for his product, the Slingshot, and he has a company that sells like hip circles and some other products, and he's um, what you'd call like a social media influencer now. His content on YouTube, by the way, is fantastic. Uh, I don't, I think they're still under the name Super Training 06, uh, but it might be under Slingshot, but Super Training 06 is when I first started, uh, watched his videos, and to promote his products, he actually did a really awesome thing was he would have guest speakers like like athletes and whatnot come to his facility and they would teach something. He would put that video out on YouTube for totally for free. And hopefully if you liked his content, you would buy some of his products. Worked out well. Dude's a millionaire. <laughs> um, and an insane amount, insane amount of free educational content. Absolutely awesome. He's doing some really cool things, very kind things in the fitness world. Now, what happened to him recently uh, was he, he's been getting into running and he had a really huge health incident that landed him in the ER, like vomiting and super sick. And he posted a picture of him in the ER. And many people thought it was from something called rhabdo, um, rhabdomyolysis. So it's, well, so the client, I'm kind of editing myself so I'm trying to think through how to present this. The client asked, you know, hey, did you see what happened to Mark Bell? Um, do you think this is something I need to worry about? Do you think I'm overtraining? Now, for this client, I write um, their strength-based programming. They build CrossFit around it because they're a CrossFit coach. They know what they're doing. And they're getting ready for the Open. There was a lot of, uh, you know, volume coming up. We've been doing a lot of odds and ends. So they've really been pushing themselves. And this is a client that I check in with uh, every month or two, but it's more of like a consultation type agreement rather than I'm actually writing everything. Uh, like their nutrition and their full training. So I help them with the strength training elements. I rate it once a week, uh, once a month. We kind of check in once every week or every two weeks. So I'm not fully immersed into what they're doing. And that's going to come into play here in a second. You'll hear some of my advice. But they saw the Mark Bell incident and they wondered if they were overtraining. They wondered if uh, rhabdomyosis was something they had to worry about. So what is that? That would be helpful for everybody to know. It's typically referred to as rhabdo. That's what everybody calls it. And what that is is when there's um, when you damage muscle tissue and you break down muscle tissue, it can release amounts of protein and electrolytes into your bloodstream. Normally our kidney and like our body kind of filters through that and we excrete it. It's no problem. Rhabdo is whenever that rate of muscle tissue breakdown happens at a, a, a rate <laughs> uh, faster than what our body can process. So therefore it builds up those substances in the blood, which can cause damage to the heart and the kidneys. And it, it sounds super scary, but it can cause like permanent disability and even death. However, the symptoms that you feel from this when it actually gets that severe uh, are so bad that there's no way in the world you continue to train to the point where you would die. You're going to be puking. You're going to have muscle cramps. You're going to have fever. You're going to feel absolutely awful and you'll end up in the ER, <laughs> which is why people thought that's what happened to Mark Bell. So, 
What actually happened to Mark Bell was he took a ketones energy supplement, which is like um, like glucose is the broken down form of carbohydrates and what we use for energy. That's what that brain uses for energy primarily. So then ketones is you can break down fats, dietary fats to ketones, and then that's kind of like its energy form. So he took a ketones energy supplement, the body, and he's running in what would be called a fat burning stage. So there's um, different heart rate intensities and durations that will con- like kind of determine whether you're burning mostly carbohydrates or mostly fats. Uh, when I used to teach exercise physiology at the local university, that we would go through labs and try to actually, I would show the uh, students and we would do tests. Uh, to show like different like fat burning zones for cardio and different heart rate effects and things. So he took a ketone supplement. The body was burning ketones, but he also drank sugary drinks. He had some carbohydrates, some sugars. So he has glucose in the bloodstream. He has ketones in the bloodstream. He ended up having too much glucose. So his blood sugar was really high. Unfortunately, the side effects and the symptoms of what you feel from really high blood sugar is pretty much the same thing you feel from really low blood sugar. You feel like cold, clammy skin, kind of nauseous, and you might start to kind of like pass out a little bit, like you see some dark spots, and you just feel, you know, crappy. So he was feeling that, and he said, oh crap, you know, my blood sugar must be low. So he went and he went into like old like Starbucks or something and chugged a bunch of sugary drinks. Well, that was bad (laughs) because his blood sugar was already high and then he just poured in a bunch more. So he got super sick, puking everywhere, ended up in the ER. And that's why people thought it was rhabdo. But it was actually, he mixed ketones and, and glucose and ended up over-consuming glucose, had the negative impact of too high of blood sugar. So, Mark Bell's incident, his issue wasn't rhabdo, but that fear of rhabdo is something that I do hear uh, every now and then, not, not too, too often, but often enough that I thought it might be fun to, to talk about it in relation to overtraining is if somebody is concerned about that, are they overtraining to the point where is it, is it going to be negative for them health-wise? Well, the, the first thing that I would do is to address my recovery. To ask, okay, if I'm overtraining, what am I over? Like, what am I, what am I going past? You know? So if I'm speeding, it's because I'm going past the speed limit. If I'm overtraining, what's the, what, what am I going over? Well, what you're going over is your recovery. So you're out-training your recovery. So, look at your recovery. <laughs> you know, try to maximize your recovery. If you're pushing training volume because you want really great results, don't pull back necessarily on the training volume until you've checked on your recovery. Now, if you're super beat up, feeling super sore, really tired, and you actually are getting kind of sick in your training, like in the middle or the end of the workouts, well, then maybe you want to simultaneously pull back on the training intensity and volume, but you also want to, at the same time, check on your recovery. You want to maximize the amount of activity that you can recover from before you start minimizing your activity. And this is common, especially in CrossFit, because people do like 40 million workouts and they're trying to be great at everything and be super shredded at the same time. So love the goals. Don't we all want that? Uh, But they tend to be the people who push their body the most. So therefore, recovery is the most important. 
So you want to look at nutrition. Podcast 1,232, talk about it all the time. You can find it on our website, www.brewlarengym.com. Podcast 1,232 will tell you step-by-step what's most important in your nutrition. So when you look at nutrition, you have to make sure your calories are correct. Most CrossFit athletes under-eat, so they have to make sure they have the right amount of calories. They have to make sure that they have the right amount of protein percentage within those calories. And they want to make sure that they're distributing their calories and protein correct for their performance. So when are you being most active? Are you fueling ahead of your workouts? You do not want to do fasted workouts. Anyone ever, but also certainly not CrossFit athletes. Good Lord, you're going to die. So your recovery will not be enough, and you're going to run into a lot of issues within like a couple weeks. If you do fasted workouts, you are absolutely suboptimal in your performance. You will not be your best self in the way you perform or the way you look or the way you feel. So, nutrition, absolutely got to maximize that. So you got to look at calories, protein, distribution, and then there's a bunch of other little things, but those are the main three. So you can learn more about that in podcast 1,232. Then we want to look at hydration. In general, people should be eating about half, I mean, eating, drinking. They should be drinking about half their body weight to one times their body weight in fluid ounces per day. Now, this is like leanish body weight. So if you have a higher amount of body fat, you don't have to necessarily use all of your body weight. <laughs> but in general, if you were like, I bet I would look good and feel good at X weight, then use X weight. And you would be having between 0.5 to 1 times that body weight in fluid ounces per day. So that will give you an idea of where you should be hydration-wise. And especially if you're high-volume training, you should be at the max of that or actually even more. Sleep. Oh my gosh, sleep is incredibly important for recovery. We 100% need to maximize that if I want to maximize my adaptations and recovery from my training. So maximal sleep isn't necessarily needed to train maximally. It's needed to get the maximal response from your training and the maximal recovery from your training. So people will say, it's like, I don't have that great of sleep, but I'm training fine. Well, you're, okay. sure, you can do the workouts. But are you getting as much from the workouts and are you recovering fully from the workouts? No. So you want to fix sleep. Podcast 1149 is a mindset podcast titled Creating a Healthier Sleep Pattern. So it'll help you with that. So you want to look at those things and then also look at stress recovery, kind of stress management. If you manage stress well, it gives you an increased capacity to add other stressors, such as training. So managing stress allows you to maximize your training potential because you can do more, recover from more, achieve more. So stress management, a really good podcast for that, is podcast, uh, let me see here, 1023. It's a mindset podcast titled Stress Management Options and Priorities. Really good one. So those are some good podcasts you could check out. And that's what you want to do first is you want to address recovery. Say, I'm not going to worry so much about overtraining yet. Let me see if I'm recovering as much as I can, and then I'll look at my training. Now, when you do look at your training, a general rule of thumb, something I throw out there to the trainers I work with, is the 80-20 principle. The 80-20 principle is something like you'll see in business, you know, that like 20% of your work gets 80% of the results kind of thing. Now, that's also interesting because a training in general should follow a similar 
percentage. Now, it's not a steadfast rule. These are not exact percentages, but it gives you the conceptual idea of what you should be doing. So uh, Louis Simmons, who passed away, unfortunately, uh, was one of the best strength coaches in the world, and he talked about the 80-20 principle as well in training. But what that means is about 20% of what you do in your training can be the all-out, super intense, maximal effort, the I'm going to showcase this on, on social media kind of efforts. You know, if I'm going for a squat max, man, that's the 20%. If I want to show, you know, deadlifting, you know, X weight for 20 reps, then it's all-out effort. If I want to show this crazy, super nutso thing that I did, that's the 20%. So when you go all out, when you show out, <laughs> that's 20% of your training. 80% of your training, the overwhelming majority of your training, should actually be supportive or restorative things. So if I think of a proper squat workout, I'm going to do movement preparation, prepare my shoulders, core, and hips, make sure I'm ready. I'm going to do some kind of warm-up. I'm going to do warm-up sets on the squat, do like technique adjustments as I warm up. I'm going to do a couple top effort sets. And then maybe after squats, I'm going to go do uh, leg, leg press, and then maybe some dumbbell RDLs, and then I'm going to go home. Well, the, the movement preparation... The warm-ups, the leg press, the dumbbell RDLs, those are all supportive, restorative, kind of preparative, I don't even think that's a word, <laughs> things. That was the majority of the workout. And then those couple top sets of squats, that was your 20%. That was your super intense. Your maximal effort, the stuff that's going to zap in your nervous system the most. So 20% of your training should be super aggressive, crazy things. And then 80%, the overwhelming majority, should be supportive or restorative type things. If your training is following that 80-20 principle, then you're probably doing a pretty good job of balancing whether or not you're overtraining. So those are the things we want to look at. If you're worried about overtraining, check your recovery. Maximize your nutrition, hydration, sleep, and stress management. Then check your programming. See if you're following that 80-20 principle, that general concept of 80-20. Cool. So, hopefully that was fun to hear and gave you some ideas and some feedback and gave you some concepts that you can use to give a, a gauge of where you are in your training versus recovery uh, process. Well, if you have any questions, any follow-ups, just shoot me an email. If you ever need to know anything, you want to request a topic for a future podcast, anything at all, my email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, please share it. If you share it on social media, that reaches the most amount of people. When you do, let them know that we answer questions totally for free, so that way they understand the, the service of the podcast, that it's actually interactive. You can ask whatever you want, and I'll make a podcast for you. And then thank you to those who donate to support the podcast. There is a high hosting cost every year. I give an hour to it every day. I really appreciate the donations as they help cover the kind of um, cost and the challenges of doing the podcast. So I really do appreciate that. If you want to donate, you can do so on our website, www.brutalironjim.com. Even just $5 a month. It adds up for sure, and it 100% helps. I appreciate everybody who does that. If you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. I post on Instagram every day, YouTube a lot more than I used to. So find us and follow us under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.